Hey mamas, as we get ready for this crazy back to school season with our kiddos, I'm gonna give you some easy suggestions that really, really made a huge difference for my children in how easy it was to transition back to school. Now we haven't started school yet in our home. We start at the end of the month, but it is coming up so fast and I have been working. I'm out of town this week, so I'm not even home. But these are some of the things that I did last year and over the summer that have really made a big difference in keeping it simple. And I've done these in other clients' houses as well. So one of the big things that we struggled with in our home was my son who was homeschooled would get into all of the other kids' school snacks during the week. So how do we remedy that? <laughs> how do we keep that from being a problem? So one of the ways that I did it was we did a drawer or a basket with each child's name on it. In this current home, we are using a dresser in the dining area or the eating part of the kitchen where the table's supposed to be. We have a dresser in there and I use my label maker and put each child's name on one drawer and that is where their snacks belong. I even wrote the name of the child on their bags of chips and snacks so that it was easy to know if someone had taken their snacks. So that was one of the easy ways to do it. The other thing is we had to portion the snacks out to, <laughs> to one week's worth of snacks at a time being available because they would eat a month's worth of snacks in a weekend if I did not do that. Um, no, they always had other foods available, but of course snacking is more fun, right? So that's what they chose. And it just made it really frustrating when I would think I didn't, you know, I had three more weeks of snacks and I would go in there and there's like two left and that's not even enough to get everybody through the next day. So that was a big struggle that we overcame last year. Um, by sorting out the snacks, writing the children's names on the snacks, and allowing them access to their own things. Um, one of the other things we did was we created a lunchbox drawer, so their lunchboxes went in the same dresser. You can do this with baskets, you can do a cube shelf, or whatever you have in your home. Um, in other homes, I've done it in just one drawer in the kitchen, um, like a, a deeper bottom drawer. And we've just set up all of their lunchbox stuff there. And then they had the bottom shelf in the pantry that had their kids' snacks in the different baskets. And that's that's worked in many homes. That That's usually what I end up doing in a kitchen for a client. Uh, but there's so many different options. And the other thing that I do besides the kitchen and creating the snacks and making it so that it's easy, if we do a family size bag of chips is we will portion out that entire bag of chips into snack baggies or uh, Ziploc bags, like sandwich bags or snack bags, depending on the size of the snack so that the kids and, and equally portion those out as well so that they are already done and they aren't going to eat half the bag of chips or snacks in one sitting. When I started doing that, we saved so much snacks because they weren't going in and eating a full snack portion before they filled their bag in the mornings. And it really did, or even after school, they would pack their lunches after school sometimes. 
um, just depending on how our week was going. But portioning out those snacks and having them already set up so that the kids knew what they could get into and anything that's individually bagged is off limits when we're at home. Anything that is allowed at home is in the pantry. It is not individually bagged and it is obviously, you know, the large family bags. Those are fine to snack on. The other thing that I did that really helped was to have everybody's lunch boxes and everything ready. So we did a little basket in the pantry in our last house that had everybody's lunch boxes went in them. I, pay, I wrote down a list and taped it to the wall with specific snack options. So they needed one item from each of these categories in order to create a completed lunch. So one of the other things that I do a few weeks before school is start getting my kids used to an earlier bedtime. We do not want to take that on the first week of school. They need to be used to going to sleep at an earlier bedtime, at least a week before school, if not a month before school. And the earlier you can get them, you know, the, the sooner you can get them back on a regular wake-up routine from the summer, the better off your transition will be. That is the number one goal when I get back from this trip is to get the children in bed at their school bedtimes. Um, to avoid a lot of struggle <laughs> and stress, I will sometimes use melatonin as an opportunity to help them to go to sleep earlier because we have had times where we were fighting our children and they kept you know, playing and talking and getting out of bed for three hours before they fell asleep. And that is, I run out of patience, <laughs> to be honest. And so a couple of days with the melatonin and they're back on their routine. Um, you know, they're not fighting it as much, but it does help to cut down on that complete chaos that can occur <laughs> when you're trying to get a lot of children to bed um, before 9 p.m. So those were some of the first things that I prioritize with back to school. The other things that I do is making sure that they have all of the clothing items that they need. They need a week's worth of clothing, and that is not just seven outfits. That is seven outfits plus, oh my goodness, I spilled something on my shirt, so I need to go change. Um, before school, before I get out the door, oh no, I fell in the mud and now I can't wear this the rest of the day. So all of those options, we have to prioritize making sure that we have enough clothing to get us through seven straight days without using the washing machine and making sure that they all fit and they all mix and match so that they don't have to change an entire outfit because a shirt got messed up or a pair of pants got messed up and they don't have anything else that goes with that specific piece. That is not easy. <laughs> that is stressful. So I keep my kids' clothes in the closet. I've shared in the Facebook group what their closets look like and how easy it is and how minimal it is. And honestly, kids are only going to wear their clothing for three to six months. Like that's it. So they're in the different season by that point or a completely different size. So that is my goal is to keep it simple and be able to easily add and change out pieces as needed in their wardrobes. So they have 
two pairs of school shoes. They have a pair of seasonal shoes, like waterproof shoes in the summer, boots for cold weather weather in the winter, um, just different things that they need throughout the year. My kids don't really do a dressy shoe. That doesn't work for our lifestyle. If you do need that, I would put that into the category of um, like the sports category. So it's not a sports option, but it is a specific event or activity to, that they would be using those for. And that's going to be a whole nother category of thought. So I don't want them to have to mix and match their... Um, I don't want that to be in the way of their everyday stuff. I want their everyday stuff to be so easy to get to and easily interchangeable so that if they decide they want to wear a different pair of shoes, it doesn't throw off the whole look of their outfit. They're fine to wear whatever shoes with a dress or shorts or pants or skirt or whatever different bottoms. All of their shoes can go with all of their different outfits. Uh, same with the jackets and layering pieces. I want it all to be able to be worn together, um, mixed and matched. I, my daughter can wear any of her jackets with her dresses for church. Um, we keep it pretty casual most of the time, but even her fluffier dresses, her her floofy dresses with the lace and tulle, um, she can still wear any of her jackets with those because we've just narrowed down her style and been able to create those simple looks that have a lot of personality. Um, the other thing that I do is making sure that they have enough items um, and usually transitioning. They're usually fine for the first, you know, until October. In October, they need long pants. And from the beginning of August to October, sometimes they've changed sizes because they've grown an inch or two. So <laughs> they need new pants. Sometimes I will buy one or two pairs of pants at the beginning of the school year. And then once they're using them regularly, I will add two or, you know, two more pairs, maybe three more pairs, depending on what they have already. I want to keep it so easy to do this transition. And I keep their short sleeve stuff in there. Um, through October. So once, once we're getting down where the highs are in the sixties and the lows are in the thirties, they're not wearing shorts anymore because I'm not sending them out to the bus stop when it's 30 degrees outside and we're not doing that coats and shorts, um, not happening. So I pack up all the sleeveless shirts, any sundresses at that point, but, and then bring down the coats. Once I bring down the coats, all their specific summer outfits are gone. So no tank tops, no super summery feeling tops are in their wardrobe and all of their shorts are packed up in the fall. So that's done. Um, that's my easy transition. So it just, and they go in the bin at the top of their closet so they don't have to leave the room. I don't have to go pull stuff out of the attic. It just keeps it so easy. So the next size and the next season is in their closet already. It's just not out and in the way. Um, that has been the easiest way to transition. I can literally change out every child in less than half an hour. I can change out all of their wardrobes. And when you are changing out their wardrobe, moving into the next season, go ahead and pull out anything that is right there almost too small. 
Okay, so if it fits in perfect right now, it's going to be too small next season. So go ahead and put that in the donate pile. Send that to their cousins or their friends that you do the hand-me-down clothing to. Um, pull that out. That's not going in the bin. If it just perfectly fits them right now in three months, four months, when you pull it back down, it's not going to fit. So that's my quick tips on clothing and the number one priority is make sure they have what they need and they don't have excess. They don't have, uh, sometimes we had, um, one of my sons had gotten a bunch of hand-me-down tops from his cousin and they were all so cute and they, he loved them all, but I pulled down just enough to get us started for the school year and I packed the rest into the bin. So when he had ruined a couple of them or, um, you know, that my kids play outside all the time. They are rough on their clothes. He was using different paints at school and they didn't come out of the clothing. Um, you know, different things that kids do to ruin their clothing, climbing trees and all the different kid things. Um, then I would trade them out. So I would throw those away or donate them if they were still functional, right? And then pull down a couple of items from his bin to replace them out. And then it still felt like he had a fresh wardrobe, but I didn't have to go spend a lot of money and I didn't have so much stuff that he's wanting to change shirts four times a day. Um, that works too for little girls. If you have little girls that like to change their clothing every day, one option would be to only allow um, a handful of items to be available to change into. So I had one mom do a little peg hook outside of the closet and then the closet was off limits to her little girls. Um, so she did her hooks with their hangers and dresses and cute little outfits that they could change into throughout the day. But then they had to put them back on the hangers if they were still, you know, if they just wore them around the house and whatever, they can go back on the hanger for them to try on for another two hours the next day or another day that week. But they were not allowed to get into the closet throughout the week. Their clothing was out of the closet on a hanging rod and it looked so cute. I'm going to message her and see if I can share that in the Facebook group um, because it was absolutely adorable. So I hope that these tips are super helpful for you. Get your kids to bed early, go sort out the snack station so that it's easy for everyone to pack their lunches. Ooh, another quick kitchen tip is to go ahead. If you do like a, an easy sandwich for your children, my kids love a peanut butter and jelly. You can make those ahead of time. I will take the entire loaf of bread out and I will make the entire loaf of bread into a peanut butter and jelly and then put it back into the sandwich bag. Put it like the bread bag that it came in. Go ahead and put it all back in that loaf. So all they have to do is pull out one sandwich for their lunch the next morning um, and you're done. That is such a life-changing, easy solution, especially if you are making sandwiches for a lot of children. I do that for road trips and things like that too. Um, but just make it as easy as possible for yourself to get started back in the school year. Get your kids back to bed at an earlier bedtime so that they are able to wake up on time and feel refreshed when they start school instead of like they didn't get enough sleep and they're just not ready for all the chaos that comes with starting a new school year and being around that many children all day long. Um, 
If you have any questions about how to do this for your home, if you have a really unique situation that you're trying to work through and you can't come up with a solution for that, let's talk. <laughs> Send me a message and let's get that figured out. You can schedule a virtual organizing session or um, send a message and you know share it in the Facebook group, share your questions in there. And I would love to answer them in there so that everyone can get the, um, their input so they can hear the suggestions and maybe use the same thing because if you're struggling with it, chances are another mom out there is struggling with the same thing. Maybe a slightly different version of it, but it's going to be relatable to other moms out there. You are not alone. You never are. And all the time I hear from people that say that they have not, you know, they have this one of a kind problem. Well, most of the time someone else has a very similar one of a kind problem, just like you. You're not alone. You're not. I'm here for you. I want to help. So if you guys need any help with anything specific, you know what to do. Go to the SOSmom.com and book your session. All right. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I am going to go get ready for work. <laughs> I hope you have an awesome time. If you have not taken a minute yet to leave a review, please do so. I am drawing winners every month for gift cards or a bonus session, um, you know, a, a free um, virtual organizing session with them that we can do. If you leave a review, you are in the drawing. This is every single month we are doing this. So don't forget, don't miss out, get those reviews in and you can leave that on any of the podcast apps. Just let me know. You can share a screenshot of it and email it to me that you sent that in. All right. I hope you guys have an awesome week and I will be right back here very soon. God bless.